This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. Welcome into ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitri. We want to just say thank you, thank you, thank you for making us your first listen of the day. And remember, we're free and available wherever you download your podcast, wherever you download your podcast. Make sure you leave us a five-star review. It's a reason why I slowed that down because you guys have been doing it. And I'm only saying that for the people who have not done that just yet. So if you haven't, go ahead and check us out right there, wherever you get your podcast. Like I said, it's free. It don't cost you anything. You know, a lot of people charging you $6.99 here, $7.99 here, $9.99 here. Not here at Locked On Sports Atlanta. We are free. And also on all audio platforms. Now, T, the Braves get a big old win last night. And it's one reason why we'll talk about that. And when will somebody step up at the center position for the Atlanta Falcons? And last but not least, my wife always messes with me about always having my phone by my side. Almost sometimes she even jokes with me about it being attached to my hip. (laughs) But uh, I think this situation right here is ridiculous. And we'll talk about that in For the Culture. But first... The Braves get the win last night, nine to seven against the Boston Red Sox in extra innings, and it just seems like nephew was just like, "All right, I'm back." <laughs> yeah, he he was on one last night. He got some you know hits, and and of course the biggest thing was the effort behind that slide, just to say, you know what, we're ready to dead this thing. Like Indeed. we need this to just be over. And he just, man, it was almost like this leap that you felt like this collective, kind of a leap for him, a collective sigh, but then excitement all at the same time because so much went well for him. Like you saw it in the outfield, that was quite fine. I think that was probably the area where he was least, uh, you know, he was most effective, right? And we had the least amount of questions around. But of course, at the plate, different story. And Slotty had actually been doing fine there as well this year. You know, a lot of stolen bases there as well, but it was the intensity and the intent with which he's gone after it. And the fact that now we're starting to see the the one thing we had been missing, consistency. Because this didn't just start with the slide we saw last night. This just didn't start with the hits we saw last night. We actually started seeing this in the Mets series and even before that in the Philly series. So what I'm loving about it is not just the amazement that we all watched in as he slid in to home, but it's, um, wow. or, yeah, it's like to see him slide in, it was more of, okay, now we're about seven to 10 games into this thing with Ronald Acuna Jr. We're seeing him come back to form. We love the consistency. That, that was it for me. You know what, and he, and when you think about it, you know, we go, what, three for five last night, you know, three hits, three runs scored, and that's what you want from your leadoff mm-hmm. hitter. You want that guy to get be able to get on base and be able to put some fear into the opposing pitcher, yes. have them thinking twice about, you know, had that, having that slow windup or, you know, pitching from the stretch. You know, all of those things start to come into place when you think about a guy who's a threat on the bases. And, and for him to kind of like – on that, you talk about that slide, right? I was I was um, tweeted out last night at Jarvis D ninety, by the way. Um, <laughs> you can give me a follow there if you want to. Um, I tweeted out that you know there was nobody else on the team that I feel like Uncle Ron would have sent 
you know, around that yeah. on that on that particular play. And <laughs> the guy that he would have done it, that would he would have done it for was the guy that scored before him, Michael Harris. And okay. when you see it was almost like I didn't quite catch the angle, but I'm pretty confident that he wasn't even looking at uh, Uncle Run when no. he was coming around third. He was he knew he was going to do what he exactly what he did. And I think I absolutely just love it, T. It was yeah. just amazing to watch. It really was. And and like you said, it was just something to where yeah, Ron Washington, you know, he did his usual, come on in, come on, keep going, keep <laughs> the going. Windmill, the windmill, the yeah. windmill, working his arms out. <laughs> right, the uncle, the uncle Ron windmill, but at the end of the day, it wasn't even needed. And, you know, I hear what you're saying in terms of there being one reason why last night that the Braves looked a little bit different, but I actually feel like there were multiple reasons because mm -hmm. the other piece there is you have it's the consistency that you've seen all year from austin riley but oh it, yes yeah like you we can't yes. yeah like we can't yeah, go you can't ignore that at all <laughs> yeah. and again it wasn't even just oh man you know a monster triple a monster home run a monster single you know just missed the cycle by a double it wasn't just that it's what you're seeing him do it was almost like, oh, Mets, we're getting ready for you. Because the Mets, of course, do their thing about grinding out at the plate. And then they wear the yes. pitchers out and then they come for Everybody. It. That's what yes. Austin Riley actually yes. did last night. And mm -hmm. it was so good to see because that speaks to strategy. That speaks yes. to thinking about the game and not going back to brute force that we saw when he first came out um, or first was called up. And pitchers figured him out quickly. Like, oh, he's more, you know, all power, if you will. You see the patience, you see the understanding about grinding out at bats, and you see the fact that he knows he's mastering being a batter. It's not just about hit, you know, hitting hard. You know, it's about recognizing the actual pitch and then having a game plan on how you're going to address those pitches. I just absolutely had to give Austin Riley that shout out too. No doubt about it. Five RBIs last night, man. Austin Riley is doing this thing yeah, now. Orlando <laughs> breaking all type of records. Hey, Aaron, you know, yeah. From 1959. I mean, that is yeah. mind blowing. Absolutely mind blowing. Yeah. And mind -blowing. I know Paul Goldschmidt is leading in all most of the major categories, but right. you talking about the effect and what uh, the definition of what a most valuable player means. Yeah. I think Austin Riley is that guy. And we'll see on whether or not the voters um, agree with us. But, T, Orlando Arcia uh, went down last night. Not all good news. We'll talk about what the Braves will do as far as uh, the, the, those moves because he's been sitting down to the IL. But, but first, before we get there, tell the folks about BetOnline.net. There's betonline.net that's your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. You can find out the sports developments, league reviews, news, you name it. And it doesn't just have to be Major League Baseball, NBA, or NFL, by the way. It can be niche sites like, or uh, niche sports rather, like MMA or golf, if you will, or even boxing. All of it, golf, all of it falls under their umbrella. So, and you know what else? Tennis. Because there's an over-under out there. Now the Serena Williams has announced her retirement of whether or not she is going to get that final chip when she goes into the U.S. Open in a couple of weeks. So that's the kind of information and the kind of trend info you can find on BetOnline.net. Now, look, it's really easy for you. All you have to do is, after you finish watching our show, head to their website today. And again, you can use your mobile device or really any device where you are connected to learn about all the trends, all the actions, and do just what we do, which is we follow those trends and actions as well. Because, hey, 
There's still people that want to know what's going to happen with Kevin Durant. And now we have a Roquan Smith watch. We are on the clock for that. So again, betonline.net. Check them out because that's where the game starts. Yes, indeed. And we talked about Lando Garcia going down. He's been moved to the 10-day IL. But T, a lot of people were wondering what they were going to do. We even talked about that early, early in the morning. And the Braves mm-hmm. have answered. They yeah. uh, answered our prayers. Like, all right, how y'all going to do this? They have yeah. called up 21-year-old highest-rated prospect in their system, Vaughn yeah. Grissom. They dip into the double-A again. They mm-hmm. called up Michael Harris, our guy, MH2, back on May 28th. And now they're calling up Vaughn Grissom. Um, the top um, prospect, and he's coming to the majors, and they've activated Kirby Yates, who we've been talking about for quite some time as far as he's been doing. He's been pretty solid in some rehab assignments down in, in AAA. So the Braves locked and loaded and ready to go again, T. Yeah, and I love the fact that they're making these major moves at a good point because we know the Red Sox aren't good, and we know the Marlins aren't that great. So go yes. ahead and get these players see what up you have. here. They're flying them out to Boston as we speak, so we should at least see them with the team. We haven't uh, seen the starting lineup yet. I'm sure it'll be uh, out there, you know, soon enough. But I think the most important thing is, like you mentioned, you have someone. It's so exciting to see that Von Grissom, like, wow, you you must be, you know, doing it. And we know he's been doing the darn thing in double A. But I also like the fact that the Braves have Ahiri Adrianza. So they have some insurance, if you will, for that second base position as we await the return of Ozzy Albies, which is still probably about three or four weeks away. But I love the fact September, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love yeah. the fact that they made this move. I think this is going to be a good move for them. And yeah, I cannot contain the excitement that we have for Kirby Yates coming up. And again, certainly, you know, um by Mike Ford. Uh, thank you. You know, you got DFA. We just needed to make sure we had some insurance. But now that there's no need for that insurance all set and you know another thing i like about uh tonight's game of course uh kyle wright will be back on the mound and i suspect jarvis that we're gonna see the kyle wright that we know and love because guess who's catching tonight his boy william Contreras, and his era numbers go down by almost one run when Contreras is behind the plate and that takes nothing away from darno by the way it takes nothing away Not from at all. yeah but typically, you know, pitchers have their catchers that they like to call a game, especially who they get comfortable with. So, again, I expect a bounce back game from Kyle White tonight. No doubt about it. When you think about the Gladmans, the Maddox and the Smokes, they all had their preferences. And yes. that's how Bobby Cox, he he scheduled the, uh, the lineup accordingly. And mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that at all. You know, looking for definitely have, looking for him to have a better out than he did last time he was out. Six innings, T, six runs given up, seven hits. Only four strikeouts. Yeah, that's. I think I'm definitely looking for a, a better performance from Kyle Wright himself. Ooh. Now, speaking ooh. of four strikeouts, I get we got to give one more shout out because remember, Braves have 12 strikeouts in that last Mets game last night. Just four. Good job on Indeed. that. No doubt about it. And we talked about the patience with Austin Riley. It's patience and not striking out. Hmm. They all seem to go together. How about that in concept? <laughs> all right. But now, how about another concept that uh, Cordero Patterson has been throwing out? Right. Apparently, this dude wants to go from CP, being known as CP, to GM of the right. team because he tweeted out that uh, Roquan Smith is the, is the dude. He even changed his avatar on Twitter to Roquan Smith when he was at, we played for the Georgia Bulldogs. Right. I don't know about you, T, but I absolutely love the fact that. <laughs> Cordell Patterson doesn't give two flying flips on a rolling donut about what people think 
and you know he's gonna he gonna let it know let it be known how he feels about the team that he plays on because he wants to be, he wants to win some games this year. Definitely bring him in. If, if I said what I said was a person, it would be. <laughs> there we go. Yes. <laughs> I can't blame him because at the end of the day, you think about the fact that there's this whole pipeline, right? I call it the shy to the A pipeline, and mm-hmm. if you think about it, this is arguably if Ryan Pace you know, who's a part of that uh, scouting team, if you will, or part of uh, Terry Fontenot's team. If he's somebody who's transplanted every other player, it seems like from Chicago to Atlanta, this could arguably be the biggest game changer that you could possibly transplant from point A to point B. And the thing about it is there have been some salary cap moves that the Falcons have made that make it favorable for them. Now, Roquan Smith, Obviously, he's making nine mil. Didn't necessarily want to continue making nine mil. I think that the Falcons mm-hmm. are working with about thirteen million dollars. But hey, if you want to give up Debo, it may be a pick. Do what you got to do because we said it last night, and I think we stick to it. If you can get Roquan Smith, I don't care how loaded your linebacker room is. Go ahead and bring him in. Just figure it out. So, CP, keep on doing what you're doing. Keep campaigning for him. Because worst case scenario, we would rather the Falcons shoot their shot than not at all. No doubt about it. You can't make one unless you shoot it. So, keep shooting, CP. I appreciate you, man. Somebody, uh, a group of guys that need to keep on shooting and kind of figure this thing out are Drew Dahlman and Matt Hennessy. Who going to win this doggone spot? Because I need to see something on Friday against the Detroit Lions. We'll talk about that all next right here on ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and T, part of Locked On Sports in Atlanta. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to ATL Day Ones. I am Tanitra. That is Jarvis. And we appreciate you guys for stopping by on the middle of the week. Happy Hump Day. And also appreciate you guys for always going to wherever you download your podcast and checking us out, downloading our podcast and even giving us five-star reviews. So please, please continue to do that and continue to go to YouTube and rock with us and our entire Locked On Sports Atlanta family. And also there, we appreciate you because you guys have us almost to 3,000 views. And you know what else we appreciate? The fact that you guys are probably just as excited as us that we are T-minus two days away from game day. So it's going to be a Falcons Friday. We're going to get it in. Falcons, Falcons, and more Falcons Friday. But listen, we're getting you teed up for it even today. And one of the things that we wanted to talk about with you guys is, you know, we've talked about this kind of in and out, right, Jarvis? Not Mm -hmm. just really position uh, battles all over the roster, right? But here's the thing. It seems like a lot of those position battles have actually started to be fleshed out even before we get to the first preseason game. I think one of the things that many of us have had our eye on is Caleb McGarry and the thought that maybe there will be some competition there, but it seems like he is settled in at right tackle and could be a little bit of injury, could be a little bit of uh, veteran presence, but Elijah Wilkinson, whom you and I spoke with, this past Saturday at practice, also right. seems to be settling in at left guard with Jalen Mayfield actually being the backup there. But of the three positions that Arthur Smith has talked about when he said earlier in camp that 60% of the O-line was up for grabs, the center position? Okay, now that's still questionable. They are still a super question mark, almost like this Jarvis, who wants the darn job? So how important is it for either Drew Dahlman or Matt Hennessy to really stand out Friday? 
It's vital because when you hear when you listen to some of the guys and you know Marcus Mario talking about after practice how you know whoever wins wins like yeah. I mean I know that's what a guy like Marcus Mario is going to say but mm-hmm. that's not a good thing in my eyes from yeah. a from a locker room standpoint that means to me I'm going to make a pretty good assumption that nobody's really shined nobody's really said hey you know man I think Drew is a dude like or mm-hmm. I'm like man Hendall might he might be might be the dude and maybe mm-hmm. need to be the starter and I think that going into your first game that's not good and, yeah. and now even Elijah Wilkinson you know just talked about it as well just far as like you you want to have a guy that you know is going to be in there because you start build that build that that, that chemistry, chemistry that Chris that Lindstrom yeah exactly like you want to be able to build a that, that guard the guard chemistry is very very important and i don't think that a lot of people don't really understand it because you know the centers make the, all the calls mm-hmm. they, they understand what's going on they help out the quarterback you know if they don't have to worry about calling the protections or checking to certain protections when certain when certain things are don't look as what they what they feel they should look like mm-hmm. so i think that that's the that's one of the main reasons why i think that if you're going into your first game and no, probably about two and a half, maybe almost three weeks in, mm-hmm. like you don't understand like who needs to be the guy. That's a problem. And I think that I'm not too surprised because I said coming into camp, Hennessy and Drew Dahlman, they like the little, the little Spider-Man meme. Yeah. You know how they be looking at each other like, dang, that's you. And you know, the, you. like they look, that's you, but that's you too. You know, <laughs> like, so I think that, you know, that's something that we definitely want to keep an eye on because we know Terry Fondo be scouting. He's a pro scout. That's his home. So, you know, if there's a former bear center that's out right. there that <laughs> might might be a little bit better or than what, what you – or a Titan center that might be a little bit better yeah. than what you got, right. I would not be surprised if, he, yeah. if, if somebody gets a shot or gets a phone call after mm-hmm. a Friday. Oh, absolutely. I agree with you. And it's interesting because as camp has gone on, we've heard more positive feedback about Caleb McGarry, both from the coaches and players. As camp has gone on, we've heard more positive feedback about Elijah Wilkinson. And we'll talk about that more tomorrow in terms of where that lands them up up and down the chart. But to your point, we really have not heard anything that separates Hennessy from Dahlman. So Friday is going to have to be the day that one of them makes some type of statement now that we know that pretty much Marcus Mariota is going to be your QB1, give him a center to work with for the rest of this preseason so that they can be ready to rock during week one. And speaking of ready to rock, whenever he has to talk about Bill Barr, Jarvis is already already ready to rock. So I'm just going to yield the floor <laughs> to the Bill Barr king. No doubt about it. When you think about Bill Barr, you know, I know you're probably drooling, you know, and trying to trying to figure out like, oh my God, how are these things healthy? Like how are these things even right for me? Because, you know, they have the low calories, low sugar, high in protein, and just all around delicious. I absolutely <laughs> vouch for them. And you know why they're so delicious? Because all Bill Bars comes with collagen protein which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides ton of health benefits eat something that tastes good and it's good for you because i literally just came from the gym and i had my little built bar ready to go on my way to the gym and i'm drinking my water i bite into that doggone baby and that doggone coconut brownie chunk oh t oh my god i lose my mind when i start thinking about the chunk the chunk is the absolutely amazing oh my god can i get a chunk built puff we're gonna work on that i'm gonna see if i can get the jarvis uh chunk built puff we're gonna try to work on that i'm gonna give a uh, make a little phone call see if i can make that happen but yeah 
but you know, I know you now. Now you're child, Now you're in, right? Now you understand where I'm coming from. Here's what we got for you. I got a special deal just for you. Don't go anywhere. Listen. Go to build.com. Use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off of your order by using the promo code LOCK15. Built.com. Coupon code LOCK15. You're going to get 15% off. Go right now. Man, with inflation and everything going on, 15% off? Let's go. Go to build.com. Yeah, that's something to get excited about. 15% off of anything is good, but especially yes, we need that. Are. Yes, that's something to get excited about. And you know who else is someone to get excited about, at least according to Pro Football Focus? Desmond Ritter. Pro Football Focus put out an article just maybe less than a day ago. And they talked about one rookie to watch from every single NFL team, right? And not only did they choose Desmond Ritter as the one rookie to watch for the Falcons, but here's the other thing that they did, Jarvis. They actually highlighted him at the top of the article. So that's been their guy from day one. They said how, you know, at the end of the day, although he went uh, 41st ranked uh, player overall on their draft board, he was there right there at the top as far as their QBs are concerned. They Mm -hmm. feel like he was and still is the most NFL-ready quarterback. So my question to you is this. Now, Pro Football Focus says that they will keep their eye on Desmond Ritter, but as we go into this preseason and possibly the regular season, which are you going to keep your eye on? Yeah, I definitely understand why, you know, Ritter is a guy that, you know, some the national folks are going to keep their eye on, but sure. I'm going to have to go a different route. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to go with AK-47. Arnold Ebiketti, the Dr. Pass Rush, who he's deemed himself as because right. I he's one two guys that have not really kind of stood out to me, you know, mm-hmm. and 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 and, and the, is uh, ironically the other guy that has stood that hasn't stood out as as that much is Troy Anderson. Mm-hmm. Like, where is this dude? Like, we we've been out at practice, we've been up there, we've been watching and, and paying attention to what's going mm-hmm. on out there, and. I haven't seen anything from either of those guys. A guy just mm-hmm. literally reached out to me the other day about, hey, what you been saying about Troy Anderson? Right. Uh, <laughs> I, I haven't, he hasn't stood out to me. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm the, the football guru, but I do have a knack that finds to pay attention to a lot of stuff when it comes to mm-hmm. what's going on on the football field. So I think that I'm going to have my eye on Ebiketti. I, I want to see why the Falcons drafted him. I, I really do. I really want him. I want him to, to really go out there and say, you know what? This is why the Falcons drafted me. Mm-hmm. And I know that's a maybe a lot of pressure to put on. Put on. Mm-hmm. But he's a second round pick, and the Falcons yeah. need guys who need to get to the quarterback. So yeah, yeah. on Abicady, he's a guy I'm gonna have my eye on, and also throw in Troy Anderson as well. Yeah, and when you think about the fact that a team traded up to get you, yeah, there's going to be some expectations for you, Arnold. And when you think about a guy like Ade Ogadeji, who knows that he wants to prove that he should get the starting spot and he wants to get more reps, then yeah, our expectation is going to be, okay, well, where are you relative to where he is? Although he's year two, but he was a pick later in the later rounds, I think it was like a fifth round. Fifth round, yep. uh And so your second round this year, shall improve, especially because that says to me that the Falcons must have thought in the second year of Dean Peace system that you would be a viable fit for him. 
Now, where I want to go with that, and I agree with you, I think, of course, the national media is going to go with Desmond Ritter. That's kind of the sexy pick. But I want to go with Tyler Algier because I really mm, do believe yeah. that as that run game goes for the Falcons, so goes that offense overall. And the running game is really what keeps your offense moving the chains and moving the ball down the field and keeps your defense off the field, right? So right. I just really want to see what he's about because, hey, we know that Cordero Patterson is definitely the guy who is number one on the depth chart. Uh, you and I actually had some cool, we had some cool little sightings of Caleb Huntley. Some things mm -hmm. we had flashes of him last season and saw some flashes again on Saturday. So that was kind of exciting. And people are still talking about our guy, Harry Douglas, said recently um, in an interview on our local radio station that. He had his eye on Damian Williams. So there are, you know, there are a few pieces in there where it's like, okay, Tyler Algier, that running back room as far as RB2, that's not set in stone quite yet. So I want to see what opportunities, what things he's going to do, because I do think if that run game, Jarvis, if it even ticks up, I don't know, five degrees, that can open up that offense tremendously for Arthur Smith, Dave Ragone, and company. So when we come back, we are going to talk about, speaking of openings, some really weird situations where maybe you don't want to open up and show the world everything that you have in your back pocket or your side pocket or your pocket, but somebody thought it was okay to do. We'll talk about who that was and what he did in For the Culture what on the other side of ATL Day 1. Final segment of ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanisha. We want to thank you for rocking with us throughout the entire show. The entire show. We always appreciate you for making us your first listen of the day. And remember, we're free and available wherever you download your podcast. Wherever you download your podcast. Make sure you leave us a five-star review. But T, this is For the Culture. It is an intersection between sports, entertainment, and the culture. And sometimes, whatever the hell we want to talk about. That's how we get down. That's what we do. That's who we are. That's how it is. Now, today is no different, T, because we uh <clears throat> we going up to uh taking a little trip here. Let's go on over to the uh <clears throat> the city of uh Pittsburgh. Rodolfo Castro uh was in the middle of a game and he was sliding into third base. And <laughs> if you look at the video, like he slid into third base and as he pops up. It's something that kind of fell, fell out of his pocket. And even the, the um, third base umpire was even pointed down and pointed down to it and like, hey, man, look, this person had his doggone phone pop up out of his back pocket. T, like, what is going on? Like, I mean, I know, I, like I mentioned earlier in the show, like, my wife always, today always messing with me about my phone. She's like, right, yeah, you right. sleep with your phone in your hand. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, of course, that's a little extreme, as always. Why right. I always go that far? But, you know, it's all good. Um, I ain't tripping. But to have right. your phone in your back pocket while you're playing professional baseball, I think that's a little bit much of a stretch there. there yeah. Because, yeah, look, here, here's the thing, Jarvis, and I'm, I'm just going to be funny, funny with it. But here, here's the thing. You, as a member of the Pittsburgh Pirates team, literally y'all are dead last in the Central and really kind of dead last mm -hmm. and kind of bottom of the barrel of the National League overall. Do you really yeah. you need to be focusing on your phone, which I'm assuming if it was in your pocket, you must have been doing something, whether you were texting or Googling or whatever the heck you were doing. But like, bruh, what is that? What could possibly be, the, you know what I'm saying? Like, is your wife pregnant or something, bro? Like, what is going on, dude? Like, what is the deal? Family? Yeah, is someone in the family on their deathbed? Okay, fine. If that comes out, 
hey, I will take back everything I just said. But if none of that comes out, I'm not taking back anything I said because I'm looking at you like, what are you? I mean, what's wrong with you? Like, what? what's, what's the deal? Or, or <laughs> are you that absent-minded? Like, right, yeah. yeah. Or as, as the old nephew. folks say, is your absent-minded boy, what's going on? Yeah. What's wrong with like you? Like a 13-year-old nephew who leaves all of his gear in his dad's car and gets to right. practice and is like, oh, I can't practice because I don't have any gear. Well, why don't you have your gear, Dylan? Because it's in my dad's car. Well, how did it get, you know, how did it stay in your dad's car? Because you're on the phone. He's a 13-year-old with all the 13. Do better. Yeah, come on, Castro. Like, I mean, because when you think about it, like, most of the time, like, you're probably away. Like, he was obviously he was up the bat, right? right. And the bat probably takes what all of two minutes. Right. Let's just say, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Let's play, right. let's play that role, right? Let's say, for instance, your wife is pregnant. Say she's, hey, the baby is about to come. Right. All right. You're at bat. You leave your phone out there. You go to that bat. You know, you get a little hit or something like that. You may be your own going for maybe five minutes max, like for a result to happen. Like either you strike out or in this case, you got got on, got the third base or whatever. And you might be out there five, ten minutes max. Right. Like five, ten minutes, bro. Like you can't have not have your phone in, in connection with your body for five to ten minutes. You might have a problem. My brother, you might have a problem. And you know what could solve those problems? Coffee mm-hmm. AM. See, tell think, the folks about Coffee AM and how they can solve your problems. I don't know how coffee can solve oh, oh, no, you haven't been addicted to your phone, but you know, we're gonna figure it out. No, I know. <laughs> it boils down to alertness. Right. Apparently yes. you didn't there we drink go. coffee AM before you went up to bat. So the next time, Rodolfo Castro, that you wanna go to your, the next at bat you have. Make sure that in pregame warm-up, somewhere in there, you sneak in some coffee AM. Jarvis and I will even get our backyard best small best roaster in the country to send you mm-hmm. stuff. And the reason yes. it's not a bad deal is because, hey, when we order it on your behalf, guess what? They'll actually have it fresh for you. So the same day that you ask for it to be made or even a day not long after that, you're going to get your coffee. And the good thing about it is it's fair trade, direct trade, it's organic. So they've got anything and everything that you like. And let's say, for example, you're not a coffee person. Maybe you're a tea person. That might perk you up a little bit too because you know green tea has those antioxidants that can get you going. So again, if you want that full menu and you want to know how to stay alert so you won't have your cell phone on you in inappropriate places go to coffeeam.com slash locked on and for your first order you can get 15 percent off again that's coffeeam.com slash locked on full menu of coffees teas and gift sets because he probably needs to send a gift set to apologize to the pirates for what he did coffeeam.com slash locked on well, you know, you know, it's, I've, I've been talking about my wife. I've been referencing my wife twice today. T, yes. I would be remiss <laughs> if I didn't bring up the fact that, you know, it is Romance Awareness Month yeah. and Brownies uh-huh. at Brunch Month and Sandwich Month. Yes. So we're going to start right there with the romance piece. All right, now, T, I got to ask. I know I kind of hinted at talking about your relationships. I ain't going to try to go into all of that. But uh, what's the most romantic thing that somebody has done for you? So you sure you don't want to just answer that question first and tell us what you did for your wife and then I'll think about it and come up with no. something that actually is relevant? Absolutely not. Of course I'm going to go to you first. <laughs> That's probably going to be more entertaining than what I'm going to say. 
<laughs> okay. All right. Now I have different definitions of bromance. So okay. Jarvis, I, 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 and look, we're watching a clock because we know y'all got to go somewhere too. So we're, we're mindful of your time. So I'm like, I have two examples. I'm going to give you my, my, my runner up and then I'm gonna give you the big dog. So the runner up was this, and you know the story because I had to call you to get right on it. Um, right. It was a Christmas gift that I got. And I was waiting, you know, I was thinking I was going to get some jewelry or, you know, something like that, like big dog. So I get this big box or, I'm, you know, I keep my boyfriend at the time kept calling. Hey, did you get it? Did you get No. So finally he had to tell me there's a big box missing. You need to call. We need to call and find it. I'm going all up and down the street looking for it. And it turns out that it never got shipped. So it, it uh, gets delivered in January. And you guys know Steelers are my favorite team. But I was like, oh, my God, I got like a rocking chair for Christmas. Like, I don't understand. So I had to call Jarvis to kind of like help me out. Like, big bro, help me to understand. But Jarvis, in his infinite married wisdom, said, T, he cares about you. You always say that your back is killing you. He knows you're a Steelers fan, so is he. He knows that your back's always killing you. And he knows that you like to be able to listen to your game in peace. So it's actually a rocking chair with little electronics, you know, attached yeah. to it. I had to yeah. give love because I thought romance is also about caring and same thing for like a, a birthday where I was just scrambling around and I'm looking crazy you know hair half done and clothes all over the place because I'm expecting him a day and a half later and I hear a door and you know me Jarvis that night war came out I was like where my bat let me I'm about to get at somebody trying to break mm -hmm. it right well, it's him. That's all you got, um, bro. Right. That's all I had at the time. I didn't, I didn't have anywhere else. And so I'm sneaking around trying to figure out who this person is. And it was him. He actually came mm. in a day and a half early. So again, just thinking about your other, your significant other is always to me a very romantic thing. No doubt about it. And I'm a, I'm gonna do. I'm not gonna talk about what I've done for my wife in the past. I got. It is our ten year anniversary. Yeah. You know, I gotta let you all know how this goes because i'm planning something that i have really never done before you know, i'm trying to get out of my comfort zone as a man as a husband you know what i'm saying and trying to plan stuff out you know how how we are t about planning stuff you know we just we just kind of do what we feel as men for the most part yeah. well let me just speak for myself yes i do what i feel sometimes you know what i'm saying and i don't necessarily plan like i'm supposed to but hey i'm trying something out and i will let you all know how that thing goes yeah. and to try to sell as we celebrate the romance awareness month you know we're gonna try to do this doggone thing but t yeah. real quick before we get out gotta talk about favorite sandwich what's your <laughs> go-to oh my god okay so if it's just a sandwich shop and i gotta go quick you know i'm gonna go with firehouse and uh, yes, yeah, firehouse is my, my spot mm -hmm. because oh my god everything is just so fresh fresh so yeah if it's that kind of sandwich then yeah i'm gonna go with firehouse no doubt about it. I have to. I'm gonna have to go with you. Like, I love missing firehouse. That what is the hook and ladder? I think is what it is. Oh man, it's just so solid. Such a solid sandwich. I'll go with the uh, franchise chain as well. But we want to thank you for a rock with us throughout the entire show and and let you know that hey, we thank you for making us your first listen of the day. But make sure you remember to make your second listen. John Chuckery, hitting hard with John Chuckery. He's part of Locked On Sports Atlanta family um, on, on, on each and every day. But T, go ahead and take us out as we get ready to roll on to the next day. Yeah, you'll see Jarvis and I tomorrow. And we can't wait to talk to you guys, hopefully about a sweep from the Braves. That would be a beautiful thing. And guess what? We're going to have some fun diving and diving into the depth chart for the Falcons to get you guys ready for game day. So listen. 
Go ahead and have a good afternoon and make sure you bring your energy back tomorrow so you can talk to us. We'll talk back to you. We'll see you tomorrow. Y'all come back now, you hear?